Welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Toman. Good morning. You know, during the course of the weekend, I, I started to think our members are suffering out in the field on lumber. Um, it's the number one issue that I talk to builders about on the phone and on all of our Zoom meetings. And, you know, we are now in a position, I think, where we have enough of the new Biden government in place that we can start to make a move. This new government is potentially neutral on the lumber issue. Uh, there are probably some who are on our side on it. There are definitely some who won't be on our side on it, but they are naive to it. Um, we have some opportunity on Capitol Hill, and we've used that to ramp up our efforts more quickly. But we couldn't do a whole lot with the administration until the new government's in place. So tell me, Jim, what are we going to do now that uh, we have uh, Secretary Fudge confirmed, Secretary Armando confirmed, Secretary Vilsack cons confirmed? Where are we going? Yeah, th thanks, Jerry. You're absolutely right. Uh, we, we finally, you know, once once the uh, the House and Senate dispelled with uh, the last Im impeachment inquiry into uh, into President Trump, they actually get down to the business of staffing President Biden's cabinet. So as, as you, you said, first and foremost, Secretary Raimondo uh, at, the, at, at the Department of Commerce, she she obviously is, is overseeing business in America. Uh, and industry in America, she, she's going to be just like Secretary Ross was in the, in the Trump administration. I think she's going to be key to this. And, and the first thing we did uh, last week is we not only did we send our own letter up asking for a meeting uh, once she was confirmed, uh, we also led a coalition of over 35 other housing associations in Washington, D.C., highlighting the, the risk to the housing market, both single family and multifamily, to the Commerce Secretary and asking her to really examine the lumber supply chain all the way from cutting timber to, to framing it in a home, really trying to focus her, her, her term and tenure at, at Commerce on this issue just like her predecessor did. So that's number one. Number two, we continue to talk to the White House in particular on this issue. Uh, in fact, we, we, that, that same letter to Secretary Raimondo uh, has also been handed over not only to the White House, but also to the Domestic Policy Council. We know they're going to take a hard look at housing affordability in America. Again, that's both rental and, and, and home ownership, uh, using uh, focusing on that $24,000 to the cost of a single family home, $9,000 to the cost of an apartment. If this administration wants to take advantage of bringing more people up into housing opportunity, a $24,000 VIG on the top of on, on the top cost of a home right now ain't going to cut it. Joe Biden has a $15,000 first time home buyer tax credit. That sounds like a great idea, except except it's eaten up exclusively by the cost of lumber right now. So that's 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 the uh, you know our, our our main push in the later part of last week. And then this week we're uh, our our chairman Chuck Falk is going to be sending a letter to Agricultural Secretary Tom Vilsack. Uh, building on Joe Biden's executive order on the supply chain across the country, all the supply chains in the pandemic, but ur urging the USDA secretary to make sure that the lumber supply chain falls under his purview in agriculture. So we've got a great letter going up uh, early this week uh, that, that basically lays out the case of why lumber should be in there. So we're hitting all cylinders of this government right now. Oh, and that's good. It's unfortunate that it took so long to get the government set up, but 
the fact that we're in their uh, in their first real week in office is very very important. And you know, I got to give a shout out to the Rhode Island builders for the relationship that they have had over the years with then Governor Raimondo, now Secretary Raimondo. So uh, Bill Baldwin, John Mark Antonio, um, you guys have done a great job yeah. uh, teaching uh, Secretary Raimondo about the home construction process, right. what it takes, uh, how important a consistent supply of lumber is to housing affordability. And we hope to capitalize on that now that, now that she's in place. You know, the other thing that, that we've got to start doing yet again, uh, and I know you and I have both done it uh, on separate tracks, is we got to get other alternatives available for our members. Yeah. And I know that um, that we're reaching out again um, to the embassies of the various countries uh, that produce uh, lumber that is uh, cut to American standards uh, and seeing if we can get some sort of an increase um, in their importation of lumber to our country. Of course, we'd rather buy American. Yeah. But if the American industry doesn't want to produce, we'll go elsewhere. We just have no other choice. And then the second uh, element, Jim, is uh, looking again. Some of our builders are already using it, uh, and it may become cost-effective enough for wholesale use of steel framing. I know right. you've reached out to the steel industry. Yeah, I, I've reached out to the, the, the Steel Association uh, and uh, and would would urge calls to those of the steel industry that are listening to us uh, is is to is to let, let's have a conversation. Let's sit down and talk about a steel as an alternative uh, to, to to lumber and, and wood. Let's talk about what what education we need to make to get our membership more comfortable with using steel. The building techniques. Uh, the contracting training that we need to do. I mean, there's, there's, we could, we could work on a whole educational campaign with our membership about using steel as an alternative to wood. Uh, look, at, at the end of the day, we, we need to, we need to build houses. We need to drive, get the cost of housing down and, 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 and all of the above strategy is where we are right now, Jerry. Tim, also uh, last week, uh, Secretary Fudge uh, was finally confirmed as the housing secretary. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I think if, if finally we've got the the housing secretary in place, I look forward to, to her filling out her, her team, whether it's FHA, multifamily, single family, uh, they've got to fill out the rest of, of our first staff team. Uh, but I think this is a great issue is you've had your conversations with her. She's made it clear that affordability uh, and, and helping the low end of the economic spectrum achieve ownership or rental opportunities. This is this is tailor made for her to take up. That, that that we are seeing lumber again, lumber not necessarily in the wheelhouse of HUD, but affordability is. And I think that we could have a friend in there uh, as we work with with her her new administration uh, to to highlight the, the the lumber issue and get her focused on housing affordability uh, even more so uh, than she is already coming in. That, that's terrific. You know, speaking of HUD and, and housing in general. Uh, we, we told our listeners uh, earlier this year about the conversation I had with Senator Sherrod Brown, yep. uh, the, the chairman of the, as he calls it, the Senate Banking and Housing. It appears that he may have had similar conversations with other housing advocates about the need to do a holistic omnibus housing bill that examines America's housing policy uh, from the lowest of the low income uh, to home ownership. And the reason I say that is because Several of the housing uh, think tanks, several of the other housing associations are now starting to pick up the mantra that we've been calling for, and uh, that is for a, a, a larger wholesale uh, housing bill. I think that's very interesting. In fact, uh, later today, 
Uh, there's one of the housing groups is calling for a Zoom discussion of principles that could be included in, in, a, in a large scale housing bill. And I think we are picking up some momentum there. Um, and I, and I, I am very happy to see that. I, I think it's needed. You and I have talked about it. It's been since 1990 when you had a full head of hair uh, <laughs> that, that there was a last a housing bill. And that's just a shame. Yeah, I know. I, that's right. And I, you know, he, we're already seeing uh, Chairman Brown kick off his hearing season. Uh, I think the first hearing is it's called Housing Equals Life. Well, you know, what's that tell you about the direction he wants to take that committee? It's exactly what he told you. Uh, and, and, and a new other, the ranking member, uh, Senator Pat Toomey, he's already talking about GSE reform and about how we can uh, put a federal a federal backstop of kind. So I, I do think there seems to be this renewed momentum on housing legislation, at least from the Senate side so far. Uh, and that gives me a it gives me hope that we can we can see something comprehensive come out over the next couple of years. And you and I are having a conversation, uh, just you and I, with uh, Senator Susan Collins, who is the ranking Republican on the Appropriations Committee, and uh, or at least the HUD Appropriations Subcommittee, yep. uh, and who um, has expressed an interest in housing. Uh, right. And so you and I are going to get a chance to put a bug in her ear about possibly uh, doing something on that. And this will be something that's right right in her wheelhouse because she's interested in housing. And just as importantly, she is one of the uh, largest proponents of bipartisanship on either side of the aisle. Uh, And she has something to prove as some of her friends on the Democratic side have really been, um, I think, foolishly taking her to task recently. Right. Uh, Which, you know, you've got a friend on the Republican side. Here's a great idea. Let's alienate it. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's, uh, well, it, it, you're, you're talking about Chuck Schumer, the, the majority leader of the Senate, uh, who went after her pretty hard in her reelection campaign, which she dispatched pretty easily, uh, given the, the, the headwinds for Republicans that, the, this past cycle, especially in Maine. Uh, yeah, why would you, why would you, why would you take the most bipartisan senator, the one who could bring more senator Republican senators with you on a bipartisan deal that the Democrats claim they want to have with every piece of legislation? And you just do a good job of alienating her. So uh, I, I, an, in, an interesting tactic in bipartisanship. Uh, you know, if all people think Chuck Schumer is one of the smartest men in, in D.C., I'll be curious to see what happens uh, on this. But uh, hope, hopefully cooler heads prevail and, uh, and, and, and we can get we, we need bipartisan support. As we've said on this podcast many times, housing does best right down the middle uh, when we can have uh, friends on both sides of the aisle. And Jim, you know, the, the other issue that I want our members to be aware of, we, we uh, under with your leadership and Paul Lopez and Rob Matuga, uh, got our members involved early on uh, in the COVID crisis in a stand down for safety, where we got uh, our uh, job sites uh, to stop work for a few minutes one day uh, and talk about the importance of social distancing and wearing a mask and washing your hands. Well, now the administration and public officials all over the country uh, are really pushing uh, the notion of getting as many people vaccinated as possible. And I'm very proud of the fact that NEHB uh, came up with the idea uh, and the rest of the uh, construction industry coalition is joining on. So that sometime in April and our listeners will get more information as this uh, as this develops, sometime in April we'll be having a stand down for the vaccine where we'll ask people to stop work on their job sites for 15 minutes, talk to their subcontractors, talk to their employees about getting vaccinated. 
Uh, and that's something that's not only very important to us from a practical perspective, but the administration is asking us to do it. And it's something that I think will be, it will be very important and uh, very, very helpful to us going forward. Yeah, Jerry, right, right. The industry responded uh, so brilliantly uh, in, in the beginning of the pandemic with that stand down. Uh, this, is the, this is the next evolution of job site safety for our industry. We were uh, fortunate to be deemed essential early, early on. We, 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 we've, we, we took that, uh, that opportunity and, and kept the economy afloat uh, for the better part of, of, of the last year. And, and now this is, like I said, the next evolution to it. In fact, I know this administration is starting to work on, or it may even release very shortly, a COVID-19 workplace safety regulation. Uh, that gives me a little bit of pause, whether it's mandatory masks, whether it's mandatory distancing, especially for us in industry that's proven we can have safe job sites and continue to do our work. I'd like to be able to tell the administration, hey, home building's doing great. We're getting vaccinated. We don't need to go down this road of heavy handed regulation here. So my admonition to everybody is exactly what yours is, Jerry. If you have an opportunity, go get vaccinated as soon as you can. The president's telling everybody can get a shot in their arm by May. We need to show and, and, and lead on this on this front as well. Like I said, next step in uh, the evolution of, uh, of, of worksite safety. Um, this is being, this effort is gonna get a lot of public attention. It's gonna draw a great deal of press. And it's something that I think our industry should take great pride in being a part of bringing, getting America vaccinated and back operating on all cylinders. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Anyway, with that, I'll say, uh, Jim, it's been a pleasure talking with you again today. With that, this is Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Thanks for listening.